This is How Men Think with Brooks Like and Gavin DeGraw, an iHeartRadio podcast. Welcome to another episode of How Men Think. My name is Brooks Like, and unfortunately, we do not have Gavin. We do not have Rick, Dimitri, or Ryan with us today, but we do have an incredibly special guest to have a really poignant, um, current, and necessary discussion. And I want to welcome to the show, he's a friend of mine. We've only met a few times, but the times I have met him, he is a man filled with grace, grace and intelligence and integrity and vibrance. This man has energy, <laughs> and I want to welcome him to the show. He is the host of Access Hollywood, Access Daily, All Access, and also NBC's hit series, World of Dance. Undoubtedly, you have seen his beautiful face on television, Mr. Scott <laughs> Evans. Have y'all ever heard a black man blush? Have y'all heard of you? I don't know. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just me. But, uh, brother, it is so good to be here. So good to thank you for, for, um, for initiating this conversation. You know what I mean? I think there's, there's something even to be said in the, um, in the unknowing how to perfectly um, or, or what to say exactly, but the initiation, um, taking that first step, brother, I, I appreciate you for, for, for seeing this as an opportunity to really have the kind of conversations that are uncomfortable, perhaps, um, but yeah. that, like you said, are so necessary, especially where we find ourselves right now. I, one, we just spoke before we started this uh, uh, podcast, but we just spoke and I just said, I commend you um, one, I just send you love. This is what I've been doing with all people of color in my life. I have just mm-hmm. been reaching out and just saying, I love them. I love them as friends, as human beings. I love the impact and service that they have given to my life and how they have touched my life. Um, and then also, I commend you as well for coming on to have this discussion. Like you said, this is a very sensitive issue, but it's a very necessary issue. It's a vital issue. It's one that we must address. Um, And I'm looking forward to one, listening to you, Scott. I've also been doing that, reaching out to people. I understand I'm a white, I'm a a Canadian and I'm a white man. I'm a white male from Canada. I grew up in rural Canada. We maybe had two or three Native Americans living in our town, but Mm-hmm. The nearest the nearest black person would have been about two hours from me. So I didn't grow up with any kind of, I didn't even know racism where I grew up. But my parents taught me to love everybody. And so right. when I did move to a bigger center, my hometown was only 600 people. And when I did move to a bigger center, I was very easily able to adopt any person into my life because they have a heartbeat. They are of the human race. I I never saw them as different. I loved our diversity and celebrated our diversity, but they were a brother and a sister to me. And I've always lived my life like that. Um, And I want to say just off the top that I am vehemently opposed to any and all forms of racism. And I want to also say that I'll never understand what somebody who experiences racism really goes through, but I will Mm -hmm. say I want to listen more in this conversation than I speak. I am here to listen to you, Scott, to share, to open this up, to have this be a platform for you to share your experiences, your outlooks, and educate me on how I can 
assist and support the movement to drive lasting change. Yeah. Well, so, first, I, I think first, even without necessarily being asked a question, I think there are a couple of things I, I would just want to like point out and maybe just just I don't know necessarily. Maybe they're rhetorical questions. Maybe they're questions you um, are prepared to answer or could answer. I don't know. But, um, you know, we I think that we keep coming to this conversation. We keep coming to these kinds of conversation with this underlying feeling of like, you know, this is a sensitive topic and I want to be sure to say the right thing. So I maybe won't say exactly. And this is not certainly not saying necessarily to you, Brooks, but like um, I, I yeah. want to make sure I say the right thing. I want to make sure I don't say the right thing. And so sometimes that prevents us from saying the thing that we're actually thinking, the thing that so many others are thinking, the thing that could prob probably or possibly lead to some um, real groundbreaking kind of uh, um, peeling back of some layers of some some programming even that we've all kind of um, uh, fall, uh, fallen under. And so I, I want to say like that it's really not that sensitive. I mean, it's it's it is significant. It is important. It is um, uh, potentially even hopefully impactful in some sort of way. But we got to get past the sensitivity. You know what I mean? The 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 yeah. the, the is is like. We, we continue to shield our sens our sensitivities and our insecurities and our our like potential under right or for misspeaking um, or for saying the thing that leads us to some higher thought or we can really break through you know what I'm saying um, and so I, I think one of one of the one of the things I heard you say was that like it, while it, while black people weren't necessarily a part of your everyday growing up, when you encountered people of color, your heart was human, not necessarily Native American, not necessarily black, not necessarily um, Middle Eastern or Puerto Rican or Asian, right? The crazy yeah. part, I know that's, this is going to sound crazy, but like the, that's not the majority of us, right? That's not the majority of, that's not the, that's not, that's a rarity that um, uh, a, a white person living in a, a, a pretty homogenous experience doesn't have hangups around um, black people. And so like, thank you for just being existing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, thank you oh. for just being out there um i'm just saying because we because we 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 need you we need you more we need you more than ever and we, and i don't i don't mean just black people i don't mean black people i mean we humans need to know that that is like this should be the default um you know i've had some conversations with my mom lately and she's like i don't know how i feel about necessarily feel necessarily taking on the responsibility of teaching people how to not be racist right or teaching people how to treat me better it's it's really is as simple as like treat me the way that you would want to be treated you know it really um, is it truthfully like, like, is that simple yeah i mean it's it's really that it's really that basic it's really that basic it's like if 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 when if you were walking to um, it, it's from things as small as if you were were walking to a uh the first class cabin of a plane and you wouldn't say, and you wouldn't want someone to say, hi, excuse me, are you lost? This is first class. Yeah. Then perhaps that's not the thing you as a, as a white person say to a person of color, you know, oh, well, I just thought you were lost. Why? 
It's a plane. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to get to my seat. You know, these are experience, these are experiences that people have on an everyday basis. It's not like it's not that racism or um racist acts have to be these grand um gross uh um uh flagrant or uh uh you know um uh, attacks on a person's blackness you know what i mean it's not like yeah. the, the only way that you are racist is if you use the n-word you know what i mean i've, ha- I've had a conversations with a group of a, a group of friends of mine on this group chat and and i had to remind them that because our friends doesn't exclude them from the kind of work that's required right now, that is necessary right now, because they know me and maybe several other black people or two other black people who they call friends doesn't exclude them from the responsibility of expanding their 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 notions about black people and their their and it doesn't exclude them from from really examining how they handle and deal in various situations. Yes, I agree with you. I agree with you on Scott. I agree with you on everything you just said there. Um, <laughs> I I agree that it's so. Two things. I have two thoughts on this. One, I agree. It's not. It's not enough for us to just be, just want to end racism. Mm-hmm. We need to be anti-racism exactly. we need to seek we need to seek and dismantle racism it's not just enough to say i'm opposed and i'm against it and have that be the end of it we need yeah. to seek out and dismantle systemic racism or racism in any form that exists in society what does that look like for you like what does that um like how did how does that when you know, right like that's that, that's the idea that it is it is more than this passive I'll never say the N word, right? It's yeah. way, it's way more than that. But like for for you in particular, this this uh, notable figure, this larger than life guy, um, kind of literally and figuratively, um, you know what I mean? Anyway, you are you are a, a, a strapped fella. You know what I'm saying? Like so, like what is what does that look like for you? Your participation in in this anti racism uh, shift. Yeah, that's a one, Scott. I want to. I just want to say thank you for asking that question. That's a real and truthful, and and thoughtful question, and it's something I've been asking myself. And truthfully, to be fully transparent and honest, is I don't know yet exactly what that looks like. But I will yeah. tell you how I have started. I have started okay. by contacting people of color that are friends, family in my network, anybody that I know that is a person of color and just reaching out and saying, I love you. I love Mm -hmm. you as a person. I love your heart. I love the impact you've made on my life. I love your presence in the world. I love you. And then Mm -hmm. secondly, can I listen? Can I just listen to what you are going through? How are you, how you are feeling, how this has impacted your life, how you have experienced any forms of racism in any way. Can I just listen to you, to your story, to try to get a deeper comprehension of what you are going through. Now, I've been doing that with people in my community, but I have not yet then figured out where to go with this next. This podcast is coming up, so I've been reading a lot. I've been digesting a lot of information. 
But now I'm even myself, I'm looking for my next step as in what can I do, like I said, to seek and dismantle racism. Yeah. And so truthfully, I, a lot of people are posting on their Instagram. Um, you can donate here. You can sign this petition. You know, here's some politicians to look out for that maybe want to vote out of office or here's days to vote. There's a lot of different organizations yeah. and links and stuff being flown out there right now. But I don't know which one I want to devote my time and resources to. I don't know which direction to go with it yet. Um, and that's just being fully honest and transparent. There's a lot coming at us right now, in the, which is great. There's a lot of people trying to help. Um, but I want to just let people in my community, my friends, people I love, let them know that I love them. I support mm-hmm. them. I stand with them. Um, and then I'll figure out what sort of action comes from here. So I apologize. I don't have more to give you right now on that, Scott, but that's truthfully where I'm at. No, I mean, that's, that's the, this is, this is not like a, I, that wasn't meant to be, I hope that didn't seem like some sort of quiz or anything like that. It's just like, it's like, a, no. it's, it's just the thing I want people to really start thinking about is like when, when we talk about um, the, the goals that we have, when we talk about the ideal and the idea of living in a um, society that is not bound by um, the systems in place where one race um, succeeds by the, the, the destruction or the um, confinement or the um, uh, defacing of another, right? Like, what, yeah. what are we actually doing? You know, one of the things that the, the conversations I've been seeing online um, has to do with, like, uh, um, you know, we're, we keep having, it's preaching to the choir, right? Like, we keep having the same conversations with people who agree with us. We're having the same conversations or similar conversations about our feelings and about our perspective with the people that um, um, agree with us, either politically, um, you know, whatever, that the, the, the part where outreach, the part where growth happens is when you start having those conversations with people who are outside of your, you know, of your um, uh, um, red, red or blue, um, gay or straight, uh, yeah. um, conservative or liberal, right? It's when you're able to come to, one, have a conversation that is is meant to be one um, grounded and centered in love and compassion first, no matter how tense the conversation may turn or, or what kinds of things may bubble up to the surface. Because I think what you also, what we also have to realize is that there are people um, living with generations of hurt not even understanding necessarily why they feel this way, why they think this way. Um, and like, like black people have had this kind of generational programming, so have white people, right? And so to pretend that it's gonna be this switch that now uh, George Floyd is gone or now the, the four police officers have been charged that all of a sudden, right, we're good, right? We've all yeah. now yeah. black we're, we're racism is we're done there is no racism and it's it's just it's just not the case and so you know i i think to to help that conversation along with you know what do you do now i think one and this is going to sound probably crazy but like white people i think need to get okay with being called a racist i think that um um for lack of a better word like pussyfooting around or tiptoeing around um, yeah. the the 
being called racist. Well, it's just not going to allow us to get to the actual work. If you're not, if you're if you're unwilling to own the fact that not, and I'm, I'm talking about you've never used the the N word. I'm not talking about you've um, uh, always been kind or or courteous to to people of color. I'm not talking about that. But but certainly you can you can agree that being a white person, no matter how difficult your life is, no matter the hurdles and the obstacles that you've had to overcome or the challenges that that may have come your way, your being white allows you to benefit from a system that boosts you, right? And so that it, it, in and of itself is, that's, that is the racism that we're up against, right? And so if you can get okay with, I realize that, that me, my being born white, my being born into the family that I was born into or adopted into the family that I was adopted into allows me to, to move through this life with, a, with a, a certain amount of benefit. And that benefit is not something that people of color have. And so I, am, I realize that my privilege um, is not something uh, that should prevent me or separate me from getting to this work. And so, yeah, okay, I might be racist. Now, I can be about the business of changing that, right? I can be about the business of, of rectifying that and healing that. That's powerful, Scott. That's powerful. One thing I did think of and one thing I have been um, committing time to mm-hmm. is because I said early in the show that my parents told me to love hearts, you know, just that that a person has a heart and to love their, and God bless my parents, Jane and Harold. I have wonderful parents, but so much of my life is just, is just a result and a product of them. So I don't even Mm -hmm. take credit for it. They are just, they are exceptional examples to me. Um, But one thing I've been, I've been really trying to do is I'm trying to bring awareness to any of my actions that maybe in any way could have even slightly been a form of discrimination or like, is there, I'm trying to find areas in my life, like even just what you said, uh, somebody asking you, are you you looking for first class? Like that's not a huge racist action, but it's a discriminatory action. And so I'm trying to, I'm trying to, really look at my life and, and replay conversations and friendships. And has there ever been any way where I have inadvertently, unknowingly, maybe subconsciously mm-hmm. implemented or, or, or had anything to do with discriminating somebody and just hearing you talk about how the system being white, the system boosts us. I've never known being black. So I've never known somewhat of a, I've only ever known my struggle. I've never, right. which is just right. trying to compete. And just like we're, we're all trying to do our best in the world. The world's a competitive place, but mm-hmm. I've never known a struggle based on my race and then a struggle against the competition. Right. And so like, I'm, I'm trying to bring more awareness and I'm listening to you talk and I'm like, wow, I don't know that other side. I don't yeah. know how hard that is. I don't know that, I don't know that maybe I have benefited. I've never looked at it that way. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and so I want to I want to bring more awareness to my life like that, and really deep dive into me, and and then see how I can be a voice of impact and of service, and really make sure that myself first before I'm speaking to anybody else. Make sure that myself first, that I am leading with love and doing all that I can mm-hmm. to help bring change. So it's a journey for me. I'll say that, Scott. I I love listening to the discussion and I'm on my own journey to make this better yeah. in any way I possibly can. But yeah, it's, it's really, it's really such a, it's really such an important time in our lives, man. It's like, I, I just thank you for being on and being present in this phone call. Yeah. You know, I want to, I want to, um, I want to give you an example. I want to give you an example of like, please. how you not even, you may not even know, right. The, um, I'm in the third grade. It's the it is the the point in learning math that you start doing long division, and you know the carrying over and the remainders and all that stuff. Now, m- math has never necessarily been my strong suit. Much stronger as an English student. Much stronger even as a science student. Um, but the the some of the technical like the formulas, the the memorization of math, I just couldn't connect the memoriz- the memorization and the actually showing your work, right? So I was talking to was I remember raising my hand, and I went to a school that was uh, pretty mixed, predominantly white, but but I would say probably sixty percent white and um, uh, sixty percent white and twenty five percent black and then the rest was kind of mixed right so it was a pretty good mixture of students when it goes when you go through schools so i raised my hand to 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 signal my teacher uh, my signals my to signal my teacher's attention and he comes over and he's like hey what's going on i was like i'm having a hard time with the 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 fractions that also have remainders and a carryover with the i'm having some problems and he said to me wow all the black kids seem to be having problems with this. That's crazy. And then, um, I've never told this story before. Um, And then, like, I remember trying to think about math and all of a sudden I'm thinking about black people don't do math well? Like, I didn't, I didn't even, okay, what? In the third grade. And so I, 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 like, I'm not a, small personality. I'm not a sunken kind of kid. I'm not a kid who like pouts and walks around a bed. But later in the class, another young girl, and I can see it like I, it happened like, like just minutes ago. Another girl raised her hand and was having some issues with whatever. And he walks over to her, bends over to hear her question. And then he goes, Scott, look, another one. And I remember how like crushing that was, but not really knowing what to do with it. Because I don't believe Mr. Lloyd, this teacher was a mean guy. In fact, he was one of the most beloved, uh, he's uh, since passed away, but one of the most beloved teachers in our school. Um, He and his wife both taught at this particular elementary school. And while there's maybe nothing necessarily wrong with as a as an instructor identifying that there is a there is there is more need with this group to sh- tell a 
third grader that that way was just, I remember being like, this isn't right. <laughs> and so I went to my science teacher who is a black woman and said to her, I didn't know that black people, we weren't, I didn't know that we weren't good at math. And she was like, what are you talking about? And I shared with her the conversation and what would lead to uh, Mr. Lloyd being um, a disciplinary action uh, against him. I remember my mom talking about it with my science teacher um, because he said, should I have said the African-American kids? Like he just didn't quite get. Uh, um, he didn't understand his actions at all. He just didn't quite get it. And my, our principal was also a black woman. Um, uh, and so it just was, it was one of those situations where it's like, at some point, I think you just gotta, you gotta, you gotta read, right? You gotta understand that your experience isn't the only kind of experience in this country. I was listening to this conversation with um, uh, this girl that she posted, it blew up on social media, I think last night. Uh, this girl on social media talking to what seems like her parents. I think her name is Haley. And she's explaining to them the, 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 pit, the, the glaring pitfalls in her parents thinking about around the Black Lives Matter movement as a, as a, a, a real sincere push for change. Um, and the, the state that black people find themselves in uh, and all over this country that, that um, make it much more difficult to do really anything in, in recent cases, uh, go on a jog, um, you know, or, or sleep in your, uh, your, your apartment. And so uh, without this sense of constant, could it be me? Mm -hmm. um, she was trying to explain to her parents you know, no, this is not, this is, this is what you're thinking, what you're saying is not okay. And at some point you, can you take a break in, 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 in sharing this and say, do I have this right? At some point, how many times does someone have to say to you, no, 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 no. This is, this is hurtful. This is wrong. This is um, damaging before you say, okay, it, while it is what I think, can I, even entertain hearing you as you scream mm -hmm. from the top of your lungs or as you protest uh, peacefully in the street or as you sing uh, your heart's despair or as you paint the, 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 the pain that you see in front of you, at some point do we say you can't possibly be collectively hurting for nothing. Mm -hmm. I can't possibly have it all figured out if you're, if everyone is collectively hurting. This can't just be a, mem a, a, a uh, an effort in politicizing or affecting a, a, an election. This has got to be something different, considering something it's been bigger. the same thing since you and I have been alive. Yeah. So yeah, it just it's it's like at at some point I think the the think after you look at yourself I think you then get busy with uh, and after you look at yourself and after you let the people who are in your life know that you love them and that you are there for them and that you support them I think then you get active in supporting them and that doesn't necessarily mean yeah. um, signing a petition or um, 
writing a letter to a um, uh, a local official. It could, and it and and if it does, it is helpful. But it absolutely does mean that the next time you're on a plane and uh, a person, a white person, says to the black person approaching their seat in first class, "Are this is first class? Are you lost?" Excuse me, that's actually highly, highly insensitive and inappropriate. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? As you would if it were, if, as you would if it were your significant other or your brother. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. True. Very true. That it. Um, I don't know if it's a quote from the Bible, but it's a quote I remember. Evil only triumphs at the indifference of good men. Exactly. And exactly what you're saying there. It, it, it's the same with anything else. Uh, I mean, any other form. If if somebody was mistreating a lady, somebody would mm-hmm. step up. You know, yes. or mistreating anybody, people would step up. And and we need to do it in any form of racism as well. I agree with you completely. And certainly I hope people are on high alert to make that change and be bold enough to inject themselves to to bring awareness to what happens when those instances arise again. Because we're all after the same thing. We want to end it. You know? And so I like if I say anything on this call even, Scott, please make me aware of anything that I'm like that I might have said that might even I'm not aware of. Yeah, you know? of course. I'm, I'm asking my friends to make me aware of any actions that might even be walking the line of potentially, you know, um, I don't want to say it's not racist, but it is in a way. I don't know. It, discriminatory is a better word for me. I just, I don't know why. Um, no, nah, call it what but, it is. Call it what it is. And, and, I, and I say that to say it should make you uncomfortable. It should be. It should be a word. It should be a word that, when in your mouth, makes you makes it feel gritty and makes you want to brush your teeth and makes you want to like. It it should affect you. It sh- it absolutely should. We can't become desensitized. We can't we can't seek comfort before we seek healing, right? We can't yeah. seek to be to be soothed before we're willing to address why we're hurting in the first place. You know what I'm saying? And so, call it exactly what it is. Call it and 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 be mad and be upset that that's what it is and that's what it feels like. Um, one of the things yeah. that I have I've noticed is um, uh, like the kind of quiet support that's happening with people, right? Like it's the it's kind of behind the door behind the closed doors. I think there's there's some there's some um, insecurity wrapped in it, or it's wrapped in some insecurity. I think some of it is also just wanting to be um, uh, sensitive to people's thoughts and feelings and maybe even what their um you know particularly on social media what their social what their followers may think or how that might conflict but one of the things that i heard that was it was like game changing for um the requirement that i made of my friends uh, because it did it did end up like before it even they had the opportunity to mess it up i just said this is what it's going to be and if you can't do this then, then we need to take a step back from our friendship because this is not what I thought it was. But the reason why we want people to be, the reason why you want people to be loud about what they feel and about what they, uh, the support that they have and the, and the um, a, um, acknowledgement of where we are and their desire, their commitment to expanding their awareness is because people who are actively racist are super loud. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like I go through my DMs on Instagram and don't even open the messages. I just delete them. Like you wouldn't believe how many messages that I, I've over the last two weeks in just simply saying Black Lives Matter, how many messages that I've gotten, not just with All Lives Matter, but that with the N word to me. Really? And so, yeah. And so the, the reason why I, the reason why I was like, you got to, I don't want you to just call me and then that's your phone call. I want you to get on social media and say, I just had this conversation with a friend of mine and it was difficult for us. You know, it, it brought up some yeah. things from their childhood that they didn't even know they were dealing with. And it, it made me emotional to know they've been potentially hurting this way. And I didn't even know that hurt for them because I think other white people need to see, okay, cool. So this is, I can expect that. Okay, cool. This is not out of the norm. Okay, cool. We're all doing this. We're all Man, doing this. Man, that's amazing. Wow. I, I like it. You're bringing about, like, you're, you're bringing about emotions in me, Scott, because it, it breaks my heart that you get DMs from people that don't know you because I know you, and your vibrance is, the world needs more of it. And people DM you that do not know you and have not met you trying to tear you down. It yeah. breaks my heart. Like it, it, my, my blood is rushing. Like I almost want to, I almost want to cry. Yeah. Like I, I, I just stopped have crying. A, I've stopped crying at the N word because it's like, you don't have anything better. <laughs> you don't have anything true. <laughs> like, come on, that's, that's the best you've got, but it is, it's disheartening because that's the response to, um, the desire for like significant change in that people's lives just be met with respect. You know what I mean? That people's lives just be met with um, uh, the, the mutual kind of um, uh, care and consideration that you would give any human being that any human being deserves. Right. And so, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's unreal. It's unreal, but it's also like not unreal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, exactly what you're saying. I, I, I had a terrific conversation <clears throat> with two dear friends of mine last night. Um, and he said he's been praying to God to see the world through God's eyes. He's been praying. It's just saying, take away my bias, take away my perspective, take away my experience and let me see the world through your eyes. And I just thought that was so powerful, and I've been just thinking on that for the last 12 or 14 hours in how do, where I was raised, who I was raised by, the culture, society, the demographic where I was raised, how does all of that shape so deeply my mm-hmm. perspective on the world and on people. And I'm trying to actively even undo that to see the world in a just and true, more truthful way without my own interpretation of it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I, I don't know where that's going for me yet, Scott, but I also, I also want to, I just, I want to have that kind of a, uh, a grace when perceiving things while maintaining the fire to make change because I know the world is not right. Oh yeah. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. I'm not you trying know, to well, soothe myself well, to make myself feel better. Mm-hmm. You know, 
by looking yeah. at the world like that. But I want to, I want to, you know, through God's eyes, I believe everything is equal and every life matters. And, and so I, I want to see the world that way, but I also want to be very current and very present with the topic mm-hmm. at hand that black lives matter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's it, so the the you know one of the one of the criticisms of uh, Black Lives Matter as commentary hashtag and uh, and um, uh, voice to the 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 movement is the, the one of the typical responses is all lives matter or blue lives matter and it's like of course right of if, of course all lives matter and if you believe yeah. that all lives matter black is included in that right and it was it was yeah. described in this kind of way and it made a lot of sense. And this may be redundant for, for people who listen to your show, because I feel like in order to even come here, you have a certain level of awareness, a certain level of um, um, uh, uh, grace that you give not only yourself, your significant others, but those around you. You know what I mean? The kinds of conversations you have on this radio show, um, on this podcast, reflect that kind of growth um so you know one of the one of so in order to to even come to this show i think you have to have a certain level of awareness and you deal with people in a certain level of grace so this may not be a message specifically to them but perhaps maybe a tool to use when they when they see other people responding all lives matter to those who say and believe and are standing by black lives matter as a movement uh, and belief if you were on, uh, if you were uh, in the armed forces and you're, let's say you're at war, you're on the battlefield and as a medic, you go to um, heal or address the needs of a wounded soldier, right? He's on the ground, he's got a hole in his chest and he, is, he needs rapid help immediately. Yeah. If while you were going to um, give him the attention that was necessary, someone grabbed your hand, stopped you and said, but wait, wait, all soldiers need help. That is the kind of energy, that is the kind of interruption that the All Lives Matter response um, uh, uh, shares. Because yeah. of course, all of, these, all of the soldiers who are on this battlefield and any soldier ever matter would need yeah. help deserve healing but at this point i'm looking at the one who needs it right in front of me and so why not dedicate myself in the belief that all soldiers matter that this one does too and in particular right now because i'm standing here with an opportunity to serve yes yeah Another example, I agree agree with you completely. Another example of that that I heard is if you go, say you went to a a, um, fundraiser for breast cancer, somebody wouldn't stand up and say, yeah, but what about lung cancer? You know, know, you're like, yeah, well, that matters too. Of course it does. But we're here tonight to raise funds for breast cancer. And so I agree with you. And I I believe that, yeah, and it's just bringing awareness to it. Like, I believe that, I don't believe that the people who are saying all lives matter are our, are bad people or are inherently trying to to um, water down the Black Lives Matter um, uh, like movement. But yeah, 
because I know people in my own life that have said, I know, I, like, I know people that say all lives matter. And then when you share that sentiment, it's like, yes, all lives matter. We, we can all agree on that. Nobody yeah. ever said, nobody ever said they didn't. Right. What we're saying so, right now. And so like, that's, and so like that's, the, that's the thing though, Brooks, like it may not be their intention. It may not be one's intention to water or muddy or um, distract from the the conversation, the moment that we find ourselves in now, but it does. It is an interruption of yes. building yeah. of, you know what I mean? Um, uh, of, of energy. And so, you know, it's like, it's like, of course. And, but now what? It's like when we, when we're having the conversations about the protests that I was in, I walked, I walked at this protest gathered in California. Um, it was, it gathered a, a block away from my house and then it got on the move. Now, did I know it was going to get on the move? No. <laughs> but did I get on the move with it as it got? Yes. Um, yeah. you know, I, I watched people talk about, um, I watched the narrative shift from the reason why people were protesting to um, the looters and the violence. And it was like, yeah, it, it is unfortunate that these um, people who own these, these businesses, these, these uh, uh, people who own this real estate, this property, it is damaged or destroyed. Yes, 100%, but that doesn't deserve more attention commentary and coverage and energy than the reason why people are protesting in the first place. It's like we, we, we rush to address the symptom, you know what I mean? Um, we rush to address the, the we put a, a, a band-aid over a open wound, you know? Um, yeah, yeah there's been a lot of attention so on the, there's been a lot of attention on the effect not the cause. Yeah, not the cause. Not the cause. Yeah. Because that that then that then separate that can that's a way out, right? Like that's a that's your opportunity to be like, well, they're they're looting, so I'm done. That's it's violent, and I don't agree with violence, and so I'm um, I'm I'm out of this fight. And it's like, well, if you don't agree with violence, then certainly you don't agree with the lives being lives people people's lives being ended the way that they have. And certainly that is the reason why we're here in the first place. So, you know, it's just like at some point, I think the shift has to go from here is my, here is only my perspective. Here's what I think and what I think is right because I think it. And instead, what can I do to help? Instead of yeah. being in a place of even I have to understand it all right away or, um, uh, it has to also be my walk, right? Maybe it can just simply be, what can I do to help? Man, I'm writing, I'm writing so much of this down. So much of what you said, I'm writing down because they're just, you're just, you're draining three pointers, my man. You are just, um, <laughs> you are, you are on fire. Like, um, I wrote this down. I've just been circling it. We can't seek comfort before we seek healing. Like I just, I thank you so much because I'm learning so much. And I just listening to you talk, I wanted to write down this question or mm -hmm. ask you this question. I want to ask you this question. 
because I want to gain more insight and more understanding. And so I want to ask you a truthful, hard question. Okay. Um, what is the hardest part of being a black person in America? What is truthfully the hardest part? I'm going to share something with you that um, I don't know how I'm going to be able to necessarily get. I'm already getting there. I, I don't know how I'm going to be able to get through it without um, uh, becoming undone because it is, uh, it is incredibly, um, it's tied to the core of everything this requirement of us to change how we handle each other. Um, I was interviewing this woman, uh, Lauren, I'm, I'm, her last name is escaping me right now. I was interviewing this woman who had put out this video um, that has since gone viral. Uh, and she talked about the question, the, the primary question in the video was, when did my baby become a threat? Right. And so she had these young people, these little kids, these little boys, these little black boys um, asking, when did I become a threat to you? When did I when did my little cuteness become something that was threatening to you in a way that my life didn't matter? Um, and so in this conversation, I was saying to her, you know, well, when did this even start for you? Like this is you, it, was, it seemed like a, a rapid response to what, what, we're, what we're dealing with and what, we're, what pe more and more people are seeing maybe for the first time. How, where did this come from for you? And she, she taught, her son is three and a half years old and she was talking about being, I'm trying to take a breath. She was talking about being in the doctor's office when the their their doctor told them the the gender the sex of the, their child and she had been hoping and praying and wishing for a girl and when the doctor told her that she was having a boy um she started to cry and her husband was like baby no it's good trying to comfort her baby no we're good we're having a healthy beautiful baby boy crying and she said to him, I'm crying because how on earth are we going to protect him? How on earth are we going to keep him safe? This world is not kind. This world is not, does not see him, will not see him this way. What are we going to do? And to hear a black mom as a black son to a black mom, a single black mom, I can't imagine. It, it just made me go back through all of the conversations my mom about. My mom and I had about don't be out too late or don't drive on that side of town or who all is going to be there or all of those questions. I was like, mom, why are you tripping so hard? I get it now. And you ask me what is the hardest part about being black in America? It is, it is the constant fear and the need to constantly reassure yourself that you're going to be okay. You need to be alert. You need to be aware, but you're going to be okay. 
I hope oh. you're going to be okay. And nobody should have to live like that. No. When, when Ahmaud Arbery was um, uh, murdered on um, uh, a run, black people did what black people always do when stories like this hit mainstream. We share it and then we adjust. I was talking to Kedron Bryant, this young boy who sang um, I Just Want to Live, a song that has since also gone viral and shared, uh, written by his mom uh, after a prayer um, of what do I do? What can I do with the gift that you have given me to help in this moment after learning of, of George Floyd's death? She told me that when um, Ahmad Arbery died, her son, who is a track athlete and often runs around the neighborhood to get his and keep his endurance up, especially in, while we're in quarantine, keep his endurance up, his activity up, and his speed training going, she told him that he could only run in front of their house. He could only run 100 meters in the cul-de-sac and that she needed to be sitting outside with him, watching him somewhere he, she could see him. And she realized that like, after a few days of that, here we are again, adjusting our existence out of fear of death while the men responsible at that point were free. And so, you know, I, there, there are, I don't, I don't think myself a victim. I don't think myself a, um, a person who is unable to reach goals and the, my heart's desires. I also realize that that is a privilege that I have that is not afforded to every black boy. That that mindset, that thought process is not unfortunately the thought process of every black kid so i if 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 i had to try to articulate the hardest part is that it it is it it seems that we often just have to continue to adjust to what is a worsening and maddening experience of being black well, in this country. Scott, that is, thank you for sharing. That is, thank you for your courage. Thank you for your honesty and your openness, your willingness to share. I just sat here listening, just listening and just trying my best to understand just listening um, and I the magnitude I don't I don't know that as a white person I will ever be able to grasp the magnitude of those feelings and emotions and, and the weight of that you know I truly don't believe I'll ever be able to understand um, 
but I feel you, my friend. Like, I feel you. I feel your hurt. And other dear friends that I've spoken to, I can feel their hurt. And it's making me emotional right now. Um, I just, I hate it. I hate it. I hate when people hurt. I hate when people hurt. You're inspiring me, my friends. If you're really inspiring me with your words and your story to be better. For you, my friend, for you, for my other friends of color, and for every person, just any person, any person on earth deserves a fair shake, deserves equality, deserves unity, deserves appreciation and love. Uh, Scott, wow, you changed me. Thank you. Are you still there? Yeah, man, I'm here. I'm just, you know, yeah. it's, um, it is, it's, um, it's, uh, I can't pretend that I am not a black man talking to a white man about this and hearing you say the, how much this hurts you to, to know and to hear and to even try to understand. Like that's a, that, like that's um this is probably, this may sound weird, but like that, even that is like shocking. And not that you feel that way, but that like this white man is willing to step out of what he thinks he knows, what he sees as his reality to acknowledge the reality of another and to be willing to say, even in my sincere effort, that I'm, I'm, I, I probably have gotten it wrong in the past and that I am committed to doing right and better in the future. You know, that's, um, that's not a, that's not a easy, while it's the desire, it's still a hard thing to take. It's still a hard thing to think about. Like that's where, here is where we are. Yeah. You know? That here is where we yeah. are. Um, and so I just, I would, man, I would just urge you with your, with your sincerity and your authenticity and your awareness and your ability to show up as your whole self and not this idea of who you should be, have been in the past or what you might stand for to really live that and when you see it ain't right address it in the moment in the face yeah. of it as 
and and call out how uncomfortable it may be, but how unwilling you are and allowing it to continue. And that this is not how a person should be treated. Yeah. Yeah, man, I just want to give you a hug, dude. I wish, yeah. I, wish I could give you, I wish I could just give you a giant hug right now. <laughs> uh, you are a light, my friend. You are a, a source of joy, and you are a lighthouse for boats to find. You are just like, you are a gift. I, I knew this was going to be powerful, and... Um, <laughs> When Danielle and Amy and Tori told me that you were going to come on, just I know our, our history is brief, but I also think I have a very good radar at some times yeah. for people, and, and I knew this was going to be, because you're always thoughtful. One, you're always... I, I'd like to do another show with you, because this has been a really heavy and, like... Because and, I want people to know the the, the members of our community <laughs> who may not know you. I want them to know yeah, yeah, the yeah. other side of you that is so lovable, too. Um, but man, just like you've, you've opened my eyes so much and you've in a loving and gracious way challenged me to be better Mm -hmm. and not in just a, not in a selfish way, in a way, in a, you've done it with such a grace of like, in a way for humanity, like truthfully, if that's what I desire, equality, unity, respect, and love across humanity, I need to be better. Um, and it's okay, just even people listening to this, it's okay, it's not okay that our past aren't perfect or aren't, but what I'm saying is we can be better. Don't, be, don't let your future be defined by your past. Right. So even, even if you've never been at a racist bone in your body or anything like that, we can still be better moving forward. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, address things in real time. Be proactive. Do not stop until this is dead and gone. You know, um, you've really, Scott, you've really inspired me. I have a lot to think about. I have a lot to learn and continue to educate. But I feel like I know some of the answers, but maybe is is there any other way that I'm not aware of or we haven't discussed that I slash we can best support and serve the mission mission of ending racism. Is there any, been anything that we haven't touched on yet where you're like, this is a really powerful thing to be cognizant and aware of. We can take action here. This is what we can do. I just kind of just want to open it to you to, um, to offer some advice to us. To well, yeah. People, everybody listening. Yeah. Um, well, and the, primarily because you ask, I'm going to say, um, you know, they're they're just in a, just in a in, in a moment, or just, or just a moment ago. It can be something as as small as as this, right? And uh, a, a signal that's cast. And I and I know your intention. I know what you were saying, and I know what you. I know what you mean, right? But um, the invitation to come back, and I would have. I would love to come back. The the these kinds of conversations, whether they're wrapped in um, uh, the 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 kind of pleasantry of uh, pop culture or, or real significant, deep um, social issues. I'm down whenever you want. I'm down. Um, 
but even the invitation to come back to show my more lovable side or the, the reason my lovable side and, and sending us may send a signal to someone that this somehow is not an act of love, that this conversation, us sharing this moment right now could not be um, love demonstrated, right? And I and I know that you what you were saying was I want to come back and have some fun with you. I want to come back yeah. and laugh with you and 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 joke with you and learn with you and grow with you, talking about something else and show a different slice of you, you know. But this is like this is um, this is like the significant work we got to do right now. And of course, yeah. man, yes, I will come back anytime. And I wasn't yeah. gonna say anything because I do know that your intention was. 100%, but what I'm saying is that it can be sometimes something that small where you could be like, how do I say what I really mean? Um, you know, how does that third grade teacher say what I really mean? Because there's power in the words that I say. Yeah. And I love you, man. You like it, the the fact that you're even willing to have these conversations is to me like for some people. I think they're they're like, well, that's the base. That should be the bare minimum. But I realize that sometimes getting back to the bare minimum is a significant, <laughs> you know what I mean, a yeah. significant thing. Um, but what I would also say to people who are out there um, trying to figure out like what's the piece of advice uh, is that like you, like we learn so much of the other things that we become really aware of. Like we, like we seek knowledge in uh, and practice in other things we want to be champions of and um, uh, the best at. We practice, yeah. we um, educate ourselves, we expose ourselves to opportunities to enhance our skill. Um, um, we learn from those who have uh, um, come before us and are known as experts. We seek the counsel of coaches and um, uh, uh, teammates and partners. Um, I would urge anybody listening not to necessarily don't put the, the, the work off on your black friends or your coworker and say, what's the, what are the books to read or um, who should I vote for or uh, um, yeah. what's the conversation here? It's really about like how, if you're going to, if we're, if we're seeking to learn, then it's, it's a process and be committed to the process and include your black friends in your process, but also include your white friends in your process, your family members, your parents in that process, share what you're learning and the, the layers um, of growth and expanding that you're, that you're experiencing. Like, Show people where you are. Be willing to be seen and learning. Yeah, that's powerful. You know what I mean? Yeah, like be willing, yeah. be willing yeah. to be seen in learning because, like, no one is expecting you to be perfect in anything. You know, when you're when you are when you connect with a partner and you, you decide you, or you commit that this is, this is where I'm going to be, you are who I'm going to spend um, the significant portion of my being and my energy and my effort, you demonstrate that. You don't just say, 
I'm an ally. Yeah. You yeah. demonstrate. You demonstrate that. Yeah. Love. I've you always know? said, "Well done." Is, I've always said and always agreed with this. Well done is better than well said. Boom, baby. Always. Yeah, I've always agreed with that. Um, yeah. Yeah, and wow. I, the thing the thing that I love about you, Brooks, is that this is like this is how I know that to be true for you. You could have easily, when I said to you about the the lovable personality part, you could have easily been like, no, 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 that's not what I meant. That's not that's not. But you didn't. You didn't. It's not about you being right. It's not about you um, proving me wrong or correcting me. You're actively choosing to listen, actively choose. And it may have been like, you may have wanted to be like, no, 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 bruh, bruh, of course that's not what I meant. But what you allowed was for another person to hold that space and just share. Thank you. Stop. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, You're the man. I'm I'm on a journey. I'm on a journey to really, to really learn more. Like truthfully, yeah. it's important to yeah. me, and and I I hope to be a father one day, and I hope yeah. to have the world be a better place for them. Yeah, you know, for for kids one day, and to affect the world as it is today, and know that every life in in across the world, every life, and especially Black lives matter. Like they just mm-hmm. to. to to look at the world and feel that a human being feels like, or there are actions present in the world that could make a human even think about that or feel that way is, is just despicable to me. And it, yeah. it literally breaks my heart. Like, dude, I, I don't know how many shows we've done, maybe 60, 70 shows or something. And that's only the, that's the second time I've cried on this, on this platform, on this show. One was, um, one was a while ago. We were talking about a real, some family stuff, and um, uh, I cried. And then this time, when hearing you speak, just made me cry. Like the emotions are real, and and I I think a lot of it is too is sadness within myself that I haven't been better, that I could do more. But there's an excitement, and you've lit a fire under my ass to do more, mm-hmm. to be better for humanity, for Black people, you know. For, I don't know, just, ah, I have so much energy now, Scott. You just wired me. You literally spun me up and wired me. <laughs> well, let's get to it, baby. Let's get to it. Um, you know, the, yeah. the, that, that's, the, that's the hope. That's, that's, and that's the thing I think that is a real um, uh, uh, signal to um, this being something different than what, you know, some of the, some of the, 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 the situations that we've seen in the past. I think that people are not only waking up to the fact that, oh, snap, this is happening. And it's happening in a, in a, in a, in a, um, profound and, 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 uh, uh, far reaching way. And we got to do something different. And now people are actively doing something different. They're pulling in their friends. I'm seeing communities come together that I never would have expected. I'm seeing people pull their their peers and their loved ones and their significant others um, together and building something uh, uh, beautiful toward a, a better life for not only yeah. themselves, but for 
for other people. And then like it's it's a it's an inspiring thing. Some of the news will have you believe it's an it's one way. Some of the blogs will have you believe it's another way. Social media commentary will certainly make you believe it is one way. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah man. I I love the I love the challenge that you have have put forth to me. Um, and it was something that I challenged my community with on social media a couple of days ago, um, was that it's not good enough. It's not good enough for us to post a Martin Luther King or Martin Luther King quote anymore. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not good enough to post other people's comments and quotes. Um, we need to inject our own voices. Mm-hmm. We need to speak. We need to educate ourselves. We need to learn more, to research more, to take the time to use our hearts and to speak and inject ourselves and our voices and our actions into this movement. Um, I truthfully believe that now more than ever is starting to happen. And I truthfully (laughs) believe that's the only path to when we take this as to an importance at the individual level versus just, you know, I think it's an easy way to, to post somebody else's thoughts or something like that. But when mm-hmm. we put our own hearts and minds behind it and our own sentiments, um, it's impossible not to get drawn into it further. Mm-hmm. You know, you were, you were drawn into the fight when you really open your heart to it, to the injustice, injustices present in the world. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm challenging myself with that, and I would love to open that to the community as well, our Hellman Think community who are amazing and supportive um, and engaging, and hope that people out there are listening to this and have listened to you, Scott, and that they have a fire lit under their ass as well to make a difference, to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, man, you are, you are a force of good and a force of nature. Scott, my brother. <laughs> my I, appreciate oh. I appreciate that, brother. So back at you, man. Like it's it's not it's not it's not easy to do what you're doing. You know what I mean? It's not easy to 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 say like, whoa, okay, wait, what's my part? How do I how do I? It's just what's necessary. It's what's necessary. And if you're if you're able to muster the energy to really dive into the, uh, a response to that question, like, what can I do? How can I be better? Then you're a G, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That you are, you are something uh, uh, special out here, and that's what we need. That is what we all need. And, and, and yeah, man, um, I just appreciate you having this space, you and you holding this space for this conversation, and and participating in it the way that you have. You showing up uh, emotionally uh, uh, available, um, willing to listen. Um, and and course correct, you know. Yeah, that's what yeah. it's about. Um, right back at you, my friend. You've, you've you you're exponentially better at all of those things. Um, <laughs> and so I I appreciate you coming on for for our <laughs> listeners of our community that um, are maybe hearing you for the first time. Where can they find more? Scott Evans, where can they find, where do you hang out the most on your social? Where can they get in contact with you, follow your journey, your mission? Um, where can they find you, Scott? 
Well, right now uh, I'm on I'm on most social media platforms as I am Scott Evans. It's I am Scott Evans. And then um, 10 p.m.s on Tuesday. 10 p.m. on Tuesday uh, for World of Dance. Um, yeah. And then. Also, uh, weeknights and weekdays on NBC um, uh, for Access Hollywood, Access Daily, and All Access. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm around. Holla at me. Get at me if you have questions, if you disagree. Um, but if you disagree, be willing to come to a conversation where instead of proving your perspective, be willing to share a perspective. Um, I'm not saying you got to come willing to like. Okay, I'm. I don't. I don't agree with you, but I'm willing to learn. I'm saying like be, at, at minimum, be willing to share in an experience and in a conversation. But man, I've so enjoyed this. I, I really have. I was. I was nervous because I was like, please don't say nothing crazy on this man's radio show. You are so emotional right now. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, emotion is good. Yeah. Dude, emotion is good. Feelings are real and feelings yeah. are powerful. Yeah. And, and change is only going to come when, when we agree uh, that we will not tolerate this anymore, that our emotions will not tolerate a state of the world like this anymore. Mm -hmm. So they are powerful, and I appreciate you, br you brought that. that that I felt it through the phone. Dude, you made me cry. Listening to you talk made me cry. <laughs> I feel you. Undoubtedly, our listeners have felt that as well. So, my man, um, I'm coming back to L.A. soon. I would love to see your face. I would love to okay. take you out for the steak dinner or something, anything yeah, like brother. that. Let's and get it. please know that you have a brother in me. I will be better for you. Um, and always, at any time, let me know however I may ever serve your mission, buddy. You're the man. I do appreciate you, brother. I really do. Okay, dude. Um, yeah. Everybody listen. Go follow Scott's stuff, man. You just, you're wonderful. You are a wonderful human being and gift to this world, my friend. I hope to see you soon. Thank you so much for taking the time. Um, and to all of our listeners, Take care of one another, love one another, and we'll see you right back here next week for another episode of How and Think.